Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with Minnesota-based breakthrough queen, Casey Kingry. She has broken through many generational cycles in her own life, including overcoming an addiction to alcohol and is an expert in supporting others to create lasting breakthroughs in their own lives. She uniquely applies the ancient wisdom of yoga to enable healing and empowering coaching principles to come alive in her own life and in the lives of her clients. Her teachings and perspectives are known for helping people understand themselves more deeply, and with that understanding, they create new patterns that lead to a life of greater connection, joy, and abundance. She's got a great story and joy. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Nice to meet you. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you, too. So where are you located? I'm Colorado native, but I live in Minnesota now. Okay. All right. I just took a trip up to Castle Rock about a few weeks ago. And how was that? Uh, it was wonderful, you know, and I'm, I, you know, I actually got married in 2019 and we went to Manitou Springs because a hurricane was brewing in New Orleans. So we went back to Manitou, got to see Garden of the Gods and all of that stuff. So I love it. It's just coming from nothing in Kansas City. <laughs> it's totally. always nice to see a landscape. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Colorado is really good for that. It's such a beautiful state. Yeah. So how did you adjust to Minnesota? I love it so much here. Yeah, I love it so much here. They're actually really similar. Um, they're kind of like the same vibe, except for one's obsessed with the mountains and the other's except obsessed with the water. I got so, you. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot. It seems to be kind of a pipeline. A lot of um, like I work at a yoga studio and a lot of the members, their kids go to school in, in Denver or Boulder or whatever. And so there seems to be a lot of similarities. Okay. Um, but Minnesota is amazing. It's, yeah. it's, a it's a beautiful state. It seems quieter, simpler, a little slower. Yeah. yeah. It's a breath of fresh air. That's cool. Well, are you, are you good with jumping right in? Yeah, totally. Okay. All right, cool. So what I'm going to do first and foremost is ask you, how did you survive COVID? The last three years was quite a thing for all of us. How did you get through it and how has it changed you? Okay. Wow. Um, I think my answer might be a little bit different or maybe not. I'm not so sure. 2020 was actually like the best year of my life in many ways. So, um, part of like the big, a big part of my story is that, um, I'm a breakthrough coach and I created my own breakthrough in my life by becoming sober from alcohol about five years ago. And, you know, alcoholism is something that I, it's like I learned from my family and all these, these things around me. And I, um, I had always had this impression of myself that the world was right side up, but I was upside down that like everyone else was like, had it figured out, but I was kind of struggling and I got sober in 2019, right before COVID. Is that right? 19, 20, 21. Actually I got sober in 2018. So, um, it's, that's kind of fun when you've been sober long enough that you start to forget. That's oh, kind yeah. of fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, when I look back, I think, I think that like the universe was saying, Hey, Casey, the, you know, what is about to hit the fan and we're going to need you to have both of your feet on the floor. And so I was able to achieve this really miraculous sobriety for myself and really get myself steady. And then when 2020 hit, it seems like everyone else went upside down and I went right side up. I met my partner in 2020. I met the love of my life. I became a life coach. I, um, like everything just started to really come together for me. And I really like, I, I don't know, COVID was such an illuminating time for me when I realized that 
you know, all these structures and all these systems that exist around us that I had really found safety and comfort in, I kind of realized that they can't support us in the way that I had believed that they could. And while that is like a little bit despairing and unsettling, it's also this opportunity to say, you know, who do I want to be and what do I want this to look like? And I feel like, you know, as a result, my partner and I left Colorado and came to Minnesota and really forged this new path together. And so I feel like COVID really brought out the best in me that I was able to to kind of look around and and get right side up and use my steady ground of sobriety that I had created for myself to create a new life and a new path. You know, amazingly enough, there's a lot of people that have silver lining stories. And I think that part of it is, is that there, if you really are the kind of person that looked at the glass half full prior to this, you would realize that we aren't in control very much. And what we can be in control of, we need to really grab onto. So, I mean, I, you know, that's one of the therapeutic parts of all of this. And I think too, podcasting became such a big thing and a big connector and a way for more voices to get put out there and mental health became a focus the the venice canal cleared up the air and all of these clogged cities like denver got better you know there was a lot of things that took place that were actually positives you know a thousand percent and i was really hopeful that we would look around at that time and say wow look at our impact look at you know, everyone always talks about like getting back to normal. And that's not really a notion that I subscribe to. Like, I don't think these hard things in life, like we're not supposed to just get through them as quickly as possible and then go back to what we're doing. Like I live my life by Thich Nhat Hanh's famous mantra of no mud, no lotus. And it's like, everyone's going to get dirty in life, but not everyone's going to use the dirt as fertilizer to actually grow, you know? And so I was really hopeful that we would look around and kind of say, wow, this is different. And who do we really want to be? And I'm not so sure I have seen that in the yeah. aftermath as much as I had hoped for. Yeah, for sure. So Casey, let's get to the actual essence of what you do on a daily basis. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. Career day. One of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I would say I take, I help people take something, a problem that has really plagued them in the past, and I help them conquer it once and for all so they can go live the life of their dreams. So how does that, you know, there's, there's people that do self-help, there's people that do coaching. Where do, where do you fit on that line there of what you're doing and how you're doing it, your methods and the way that your overall philosophy is? Yeah. So my philosophy is very much like as above, so below, as within, so without. And so my coaching philosophy is that, you know, if you want to affect change in the outer world. Um, like so many people come to me very, very um, overwhelmed. Like, how are we ever going to fix this out there? And my approach is very granular that, that, you know, everything we're experiencing out there is a microcosm of what's happening on the inside with each of us. And so if it's literally, you know, not to sling Gandhi around, but to be the change you wish to see in the world. And so, you know, to get out of that overwhelm, we turn inward. And, and, and I tend to work with my clients through a yogic lens. I've been a yoga teacher since 2007. And, you know, the yogic philosophy is very much cultivate inner freedom for yourself, but don't stop there. Cultivate inner freedom for yourself so that you can go out into the world and be this healed being and this agent of change out in the world. And I think in our Transactional, transactional consumeristic culture, we tend to take the healing for ourselves and then stop. But my my approach is really that you, you take the healing for yourself and then ripple it out, pay, pay it forward, 
pass it along so that we can take that healed self and go out into the world to really create something different. I think it happens one individual, one person at a time. At least that's how I'm able to put my head on my pillow at night by believing that. Sure. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? Is that weird that I'm not even sure I remember? No, not at all. There's, it's very common. I think I blocked out a lot of my childhood. I don't have a lot of memories, but I know at that time that I was in love with horses and I would have done anything to, to keep to be with horses full time. You know, my son used to ride horses. He's on the spectrum and they, why do they call it hippotherapy? I never understood that. What, what I, I know it as equine therapy. What, what do you know it as? It's called hippotherapy is what they hippotherapy. used to therapy. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure. Weird. But I, I know that horses are so special and they can be, they, they're medicine. Yeah, they certainly are. They certainly are. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Let's go back to your childhood. Where were you born and raised? And what were some of these seeds that got put into you? You know, you've become someone that's helping others and that wants to create change and breakthrough. Mm. How did those things become who you are today? How did it start? Oh, that's a really beautiful question. You know, I was I was born and raised in Colorado. I'm, I was, I'm a sixth generation native. Um, most of my family lives there. Um, and you know, I, ha- I have a very loving family, raised from a very loving family. But I I might get emotional actually answering this question, but um, I think that the seeds that got planted from a a, a young age is um, come a lot from my mother. My mother is um, a highly empathetic woman who is geared towards giving in service. And she actually was a career pediatric, pediatric oncology nurse. So she took care of kids with cancer. And I think that I was able to watch her um, do that career. And I think that by doing that, I was able to see sort of the nooks and crannies of people's lives as they were going through the unthinkable. And, you know, she very much brought it home. You know, she didn't shield us from it. She didn't hide it it from us, which I think had positive and negative implications. But I think I got to see that. And then I also got to see how she herself supported herself or didn't support herself through that, um, like her way of self-care. And so I, I think as an adult, now I'm able to really model off of the the good seeds that she planted and then also modify some of the seeds that she has planted and upgrade them for my own sense of self-care. But I think that she definitely instilled in me this giving, helpful spirit. Would you consider her your hero or who would be who would have been like the main inspiration for you in your life? Yeah, I mean, my mom is a huge hero to me. She's a wonderful person and has been a best friend to me through the years. And, you know, she's a really special lady. She, you know, the work that she does, it's not easy. And, you know, the work I do, it's not like taking care of kids with cancer, but, you know, walking through people through their lives, it's it's a great honor. It's a, you know, I literally get a front row seat to people's best days, to people's worst days, to their biggest fears, to their biggest regrets, to their greatest hopes. You know, it's really, it's, it's quite remarkable. It's, it's not something that I take lightly. And so, um, yeah, I think that she gave me that dimension, that ability to hold all of that. Yeah. So she's definitely a hero of mine. So if you can meet anybody alive right now on the planet and spend some time with them, who would it be? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be, I'm already judging myself for this answer, honestly, and I'm not going to judge it. I judged it and I'm letting it go. I would want, I would honestly love to spend some time with Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. I I am. That girl is energy goals. Like she she really, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but she's really inspiring to me. 
no, no, no. I, I've, I've been blown away. Like, how did this happen? Like all of a sudden it's like a total Beatles phenomenon thing. Like even with Ed Sheeran, like how did this happen? I'm baffled. It's, it's beautiful. And I'm reading, you know, I'm seeing, she was just here in Minneapolis. She was just in Denver and yeah. what, like there's people saying that she's like saving the U S economy. Um, I read that she's going to be a billionaire soon. Like I just, and I don't know, she just is authentic and shares of her experience and of herself so unabashedly. And I don't know, I think she's probably a little young for me, but I think that, she, I think that I have, I personally have a lot to learn from these younger generations. And I think that she's really, uh, she's really bold and beautiful. Yeah. You know, Kansas city, I wasn't here. I was in Colorado when it happened, but all of the news here was like, our union station got bathed in purple. They did flyovers. They had lines. I think the day before she got here for merchandise, that was unreal. You know, it's like the whole thing has just been kind of like, how, what, how did this happen? So anyway, it's, it's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I celebrate her success for sure. That's yeah. really fun. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes back to what you said originally about change and the ripples and all of that. You take this one person that is doing something that's positive, you know, um, and sending it out. Because I know that when she goes to towns, I know our food bank got a big donation and she's mm -hmm. doing those things. I'm sure she's going into hospitals, a lot of things happening. So it's cool. So good. So yeah. good. Really cool. It's a good thing Kanye stormed the stage and tried to take the trophy away. I think that helped. <laughs> you know, I was just literally, it's funny that you bring that up. I was just thinking to myself yesterday, I haven't heard much about Kanye lately. Yeah, good. <laughs> right? There was, there, there was a kid, I, my day job is as an IT technician in a school district. And I was at a school one time and there was a bunch of kids in the library and they were looking around. And one of the kids said to the other kid, what do you mean you don't know who Kanye West is? And I sat there and I was like, man, I wish I could be that kid. Right. I would love to just have no knowledge. Unsee all of this. It's just turned into a clown show. It's like, I, and it takes up so much time and energy. I don't know if he's grandstanding or if he's genuinely that dense. Like there's so many levels of this where it's like, dude, you, you are you really like that's. So anyway, it's, I would love to have been that kid. Just like, I, I don't know who this is. I'm going to get a book on flowers. I'm fine. <laughs> so, ignorance is bliss yes so let me let me ask you this what is the motivator for you you know obviously someone like taylor swift they have a lot of motivation they have things they want to get done what is that for you what is the spark for you to get through your day and to accomplish what you want to get done so good thank you i love this question honestly like i lived in my alcoholism like i just thought that that was the way life was and I lived for so many years, like really just thinking like, this is my lot in life and how can I be successful like within this struggle? And, you know, I, I don't mean to bash AA or anything like that because it's such a helpful program for so many people. And I'm of the stance that whatever works is the right tool for you. Um, but like, I wasn't really into that path because like that path requires me to stay attached to my pain in order to create health, to remind myself every day of my struggle so that I can be successful. And that to me didn't feel like real healing. And so the way I came to sobriety was by bringing my unconscious and my conscious minds into agreement about what alcohol is. And once I was able to do that, it was, it was like, it just went away. I've never had a craving. I've never had a temptation. It's just 
my new identity and I couldn't love it more. And, you know, I never really believed that was possible until I experienced it for myself. And now truly, I just want everyone to know that they can really be free, that we weren't I do not believe that we were born to just come down here and struggle and try to save for retirement and pay taxes and worry and die. Like, I don't think, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing. You know, that's what I was doing. And I don't, I think we were just, I think we forget that we're like these brilliant spirits and with these brilliant journeys and that this is all such a gift because we get so bogged down in our struggle. And I want people like, I see it all as kinetic energy that, you know, whether it's alcoholism or, judging your body or your relationship with food or being obsessed with that your partner's the wrong partner, like whatever it is, that's sucking up tons of kinetic energy. It's sucking up your bandwidth. It's, it's, it's stealing your life force and your energy. And so when we can untangle that old energy that we're wrapped up in these old cycles and really get free and funnel it towards our brilliance, man, that's like, I'd never experienced that before. And so that's what I create with my clients is like, no, let's not do this anymore. And let's, let's do something so beautiful that we're not even worried about that old thing that we were doing before. And it's quite remarkable when it happens. Sure. So what's been your favorite client success story? Oh gosh. You know, I have so many clients that are alcohol free. That's what I work with people a lot with, but it's, it's not just alcoholism. But honestly, like there's this moment, and I don't know if you're asking me about a specific client or not, but there's there's, there's this moment where it's like they're saying like, oh, I kind of want to, could I moderate? Maybe I could have one here or there. And I just kind of, I coach them through it. And I, I allow, like, of course, allow them. It's their journey. I'm not going to dictate that for them. But there's this beautiful moment where they kind of like come to me and like with all, like with these ideas as if they're their own, you know? And they're like, how about I just, how about I just don't do this anymore? And and that's when I know that it's like, it really means something to them. And it's really like they're claiming their choice. And it's like for people to reach that level of detachment from alcohol in this world that we live in, that's like, you know, we're conditioned to believe that alcohol goes with us everywhere. It's just part of life. It's just what we do. And so to really bypass that conditioning to create health and, and healing for yourself is phenomenal. So I love I love working with my alcohol-free clients because there's that moment when they just get it and they they see that they don't have to, it's kind of like a racket. It's kind of like, wow. Then they look around and they're like, everyone's kind of doing this and I don't have to play this game. And it's it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, for sure. So of all of the things that you've had to go through in your life, the ups and downs, you gain wisdom. Let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of yourself. What would you, what advice based on the wisdom you've gained, what would you say to your younger version? And would that version of you listen? (laughs) You're totally gonna make me cry. You're totally gonna make me cry. So I spent a lot of years saying like, I don't have any regrets, but I think I kind of do. I think that that's probably healthy. Um, And this might, I'm just, I'm a sharer. So I'm just going to go ahead and share. Um, Like I, I, I lost one of my ovaries in my thirties and when it was removed, I I no longer had fertility potential. And so part of, you know, my healing still today is like, I sort of think that if I had managed to get this sobriety gig together, like 10 years earlier, that maybe I would have preserved some choices for myself that I didn't have in this lifetime. And so honestly, like, I think about this a lot that if I could go back, I would just tell myself, do just don't drink. You don't have to drink like I know everyone else around you does. I know it's a big part of your life, but I would really try to compel myself to give myself permission to 
you know, go down a different path. I, there was a lot of alcohol around me growing up. And I think that you can either just, you, you model it, you're a product of your environment, or you go the exactly opposite direction. And there's a part of me that really wishes that I had gone the opposite direction. Yeah. And I would give any 20 year old that advice. I would yeah. say, you know, I think like giving yourself the option to not do this thing that everyone else is doing could really be a powerful path for yeah. most, most people. Sure. So in the realm of art, which we discovered over COVID was really important, movies, books, visual arts, um, music. What was that for you growing up? What was the book? What was the album? What was the art? What, it, what was it that you still come back to that gave you comfort? Well, reading has always given me so much comfort. It gives me so much comfort today. And I think I'll come back to the horses, these horse stories that I used to read when I was little, these Black Beauty, these Mustang stories. Um, and they really evoked something in me that I didn't understand at the time, which was this allegiance towards indigenous people um, that really wasn't promoted in my family or life growing up that kind of felt wrong. And so now as an adult, I can see that that reading those stories and and I and you know pulling them closer to me as a child that really revealed kind of who I really am that I've been able to connect with that person as an adult if that makes sense yeah absolutely so everyone out there has a perception of you family friends clients colleagues but you're in control what's your perception of you who do you think you are I think I'm a badass yes nice. I think I think that I'm a person that will face life with open eyes and an open heart. I think that I'm a person that will take responsibility for who I am and how I show up. Um, I think I'm a person that's able to take feedback. I think that I am um, strong and I can model the way for people. So if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything pertaining to your world, where can they go? It's kind of a long URL, but it's lifecoachingbylotus.com. Okay. And my business is Lotus Life Coaching. So again, that's lifecoachingbylotus.com. And if you just go to the main page, there's all my offers there. I love to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I generally have a six-month container for people, but it can be modified for various reasons. But I really love just weekly doing life with people side by side. It's amazing, you know, no matter what you're going through, to have someone to help you find a new perspective, to reframe, to problem solve, and really just someone to share your triumphs and and struggles with, you know, it's really to have a trusted person that's in your corner. I think that people really need that. We weren't supposed to do life alone. We weren't supposed to figure out everything alone. And sometimes having that outside perspective can be such a game changer. Absolutely. And you're the breakthrough queen, right? I sure am. All right. Just so everybody understands. <laughs> Casey, this has been great. Thank you so much for opening up, being raw and revealing. I really appreciate your story. Thanks, Joe. It's been such an honor to be on here. It's really fun to talk to you. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.